Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 233 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. This is a very special episode. This is a recording from our live podcast event in Los Angeles on October 8th. The panelists were on point. They were raw and candid with our live audience. The non-alcoholic drinks were flowing and the sober girls were sobering. They were mix and mingling. It was so great to meet everyone. This conversation with our panel of sober girls was so epic, no one wanted it to end. So let's get into it. Okay, cool. Let's get this party started. Um, let's start with our lovely ladies. Courtney Friel is here. Um, no, this is not Bronwyn. Bronwyn is not here, she is in Europe, but Courtney has so graciously stepped up and taken her place. So, Courtney, thank you, I really appreciate it. She is a KTLA news anchor, you may see her on your TV, wherever you get your news. Um, She's also the author of Tonight at 10, Kicking Booze and Breaking News. Like that's a kick-ass book title, I love that. Um, and then we have my little nugget, Kate Madry, who Hi. I love. Um, and she is a sobriety tastemaker and a host of the Clear Headed Podcast. She's here. I am. I'm here. Flesh. I'm right here. <laughs> and last but not least, we have Faye Baby Honey. Did I say that right? Baby Honey. Oh, yes. <laughs> I was stressing about that. And she is a CEO and founder of Bond Buzz, which you guys will be taking home in your awesome gift bags after this, which she has so lovely put in a little treat for you guys. So let's get down to it. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. Let's start the rounds. Yes, start let's the questions. Start. I feel like I'm on a game show and I kind of like it. Like, <laughs> I know. do we get points if we give good answers? Yeah. Who's keeping score? Totally. <laughs> Did it? Absolutely. 
Um, okay, my first question for all of you. How do you identify in terms of your relationship with alcohol? Courtney, take it away. I'm very open about my relationship with not drinking and drugging anymore. I just celebrated 14 years sober. That's amazing. And prior to that, I had a 15-year party career that included alcohol, cocaine, and a slew of pills, specifically Adderall, Ambien, and Xanax. Mm. And I was a hot mess, and I was able to turn things around, and now I don't have to do anything. Uh, with, with alcohol and I love living life sober and I like to share the message that you can still have fun. Sober people are not bumps on a log, we're not boring and yeah. you can have real connections and be an evolved person and just enjoy life. Absolutely, definitely not bumps on a log, like by any means. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Faye, what about you? How do you identify in terms of alcohol and your relationship to it? Um, for me, it's it's a continuous journey. Um, so I'm sober curious, and I obviously started an alcohol-free, mood-enhancing drink because I wanted to, at the time and now, I just wanted options. I wasn't drinking. I went alcohol-free for two and a half years, and I needed to, and since then, I, I think I mentioned to you, I, my, my best life is lived completely alcohol free, but I am human. And, uh, and there are times when I do have a glass of wine and sometimes it's two, and I live in slight pain the next day, but it, <laughs> um, I'm tiny and alcohol doesn't metabolize so well with me. So uh, like a drop is, affects me. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a journey for me. I, right now I am sober curious. Um, there might be a time soon where I'll be completely alcohol free and you know, I. I'm just a rebel, and <laughs> whenever I put a label on myself, I find that I do the exact opposite. So I am just like in this fluid, organic mode right now. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, I, I love that too. It is such an honest answer, and I think it's a really common answer. This is Kate speaking. Um, I identify as sober, non-drinker. Um, but I, Faye, I like really, really appreciate that, because I do think that not everybody's journey is always linear. And sometimes people's salsa of sobriety includes trying to implement it back in. And so thanks for saying that, because that's what I'm, I'm about, honesty. Sobriety is like a fingerprint, yeah. right? Yeah. Super unique to you. Yeah. And I think it's also important to like note, alcohol isn't the enemy here. Like We're not like, oh, alcohol, gross, like you're a loser. But like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, it doesn't work for us. And if you like, if you drink, cool, that's great. If you don't drink, cool. There's no like hierarchy or like of how it go, like it goes. Like you're not better than anyone else, even though like sobriety is better. <laughs> but like it makes it feel better. Um, but yeah, like there's no judgment at all. Like whatever you want to do, great. Just don't hurt anyone else and don't hurt yourself. Right. We don't That's judge. It. We don't preach. Yeah. Don't try to convert. Yeah. We're not converting. Everyone. 
But if you like you what to. you see in yeah. us and want to give it a try and drinking isn't working for you, yeah. then why not? Exactly. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think like we change over time and what work like what works for us today may not work for us tomorrow. I think we all know that alcohol is poison and so living an alcohol free life is literally like can do no harm. <laughs> totally. So. But if we were also to go strictly on the basis of like the substance itself, I mean, we could each rattle off numbers till the cows come home, right? But in, those numbers are gonna go in one ear and right out the other because this is an emotional connection. We are emotionally getting something from alcohol, whether you wanna admit it or not. And that actually brings me to my next question. Ooh. What did alcohol promise you? Oof. What did it sell you on? I think it starts out as a rite of passage for everyone. So I do think that people, even my own kids, I'm sure are going to experiment with uh, drinking. But for me, what it did was I grew up really shy and I was bullied pretty much from six years on through college. And I didn't know how to stand up for myself, which I completely recommend doing to bullies to get them off your back. But instead, I just internalized the pain, and I didn't understand why people didn't like me and didn't want to be friends with me and invite me places. So then when I was 15 and I had my first drink, whoa, all of a sudden I came out of my shell and I became this fun, funny person who suddenly had all these party friends, and I numbed out the pain of not being liked by all those people. And I became really hard and was just like, F them. And success is my best revenge, it's the yeah. best revenge and all that. And um, ultimately, thankfully, now I am still that fun, funny person yeah. without alcohol. And I've done so much self-help work that I don't take things personally. Yeah. And you know, I know if, if someone doesn't like me that has to do with them and doesn't have anything to do with me. So look, yeah. that was initially, I think a lot of people drink for social reasons to be more comfortable. Uh, but it's, it, if you do the work, it's just, it's not needed. I promise you. Totally. Yeah. I like so agree about the rite of passage, which I think hopefully is shifting in our society as we get more good options, like what Faye has created and um, different platforms and different creators who are showing, like kind of sharing their story. Should I hold? You're okay. okay. <laughs> the speaker's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. Um, for me, honestly, I feel like I didn't understand what I thought alcohol was giving me until I got sober, which is oh. kind of a weird thing. I think because I was in such murky, I wasn't clear-headed, brand plug, that's my brand. Um, <laughs> I like couldn't really see what was in front of me. And so I was operating off of this, uh, society says it's gonna fix my problem. Society says it's something to do to celebrate. And then I just followed that. And then when I came out of it, um, I realized that I think what it was doing for me was like turning me off to life, which oh, I think okay. if I would have known that in it, I don't think I would have been like, okay, cool. I want to shut my brain off, but that's exactly what I was doing. Okay. Um, like in like stressful situations or like, you name it. Oh, okay. You name it. I was like yeah. shutting out. I think I was reaching for it to lessen the blow of 
also I just it wasn't until I got sober that I got diagnosed with ADHD. So then that really made sense to me because I was like, no wonder I saw TikTok and it was like, this is what you hear if you have an ADHD brain. It's like a sound going and I need to get this and I need to get that. And I was like, yes, 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 that's what I'm hearing. And I'm like, no wonder I was trying to turn that down Mm. with what everybody was handing me, which was a glass of, or bottle of wine, (laughs) you know? So (laughs) I, I think that's what it did for me or promised me, uh, which was awful <laughs> and a bad promise. Do you feel like yeah, that? Yeah, I, I completely re- resonate with what you're saying in that like, I didn't really know what alcohol was providing me until because of the normalization, society's normalization of it. I didn't know that alcohol was making me feel like I was a zombie for since I was 13, which is when I started drinking. (laughs) We start very early in Europe. Um, But yeah, I feel like alcohol really allowed me to escape reality. And I think that's like for maybe a lot of you, Um, it's a life half lived, um, especially like the way I was drinking and my relationship was started with alcohol started because I, my parents were going through an extremely bitter divorce and I was in the middle of that mm-hmm. and alcohol was the answer to help me deal, deal with my feelings <laughs> yeah. or not deal, um, but just to escape, you know, like honestly it was, it was my escape, my release um, and when I stopped drinking I had like stints of months of not drinking, but in the two and a half years, it was like, okay. In that time, I think I was able to really re like redefine a little bit what my relationship to alcohol is and understand it more than I ever have. Um, I don't think any understanding is perfect because like, why are we attracted to poison again? You know, (laughs) why are we attracted to narcissists? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Love was bad for us. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that's uh, great. Okay. I mean, it's clear to see like what alcohol has to offer, right? And like what it has to promise. And I think we don't really question our relationship until that shit does not work anymore. Um, So when did you guys know it was time to change your relationship with alcohol? Courtney, take it away. I was basically a walking blackout. And I had had multiple encounters of things that had happened. I mean, I paid off a federale $200 because he caught me doing blow in my car in Tijuana, and then I asked for the the cocaine back, and he gave it to me after I paid him off. Um, I had like passed out at a, a, I was shooting this brand new show, the first episode, and it was like four in the morning, and I passed out in a plate of spaghetti, and my dress was falling off, and then the crew members saw that and told on me. It was hot gossip for them. Mm. Uh, so like, there were things that were happening that I was, I was stopping, but then I moved to New York. I was working for a national news network. Uh, you know, I thought I was so cool, and I was on a train and had my bra on my head. I was pretending that I was a pageant winner, and I was... <laughs> being interviewed, which I didn't even realize we were, my friend was filming me. And I thought all the people on the train thought I was so cool. And 
she sent me that video two weeks later, which I didn't remember that we had filmed, and yeah. I was horrified by what I saw. The people on the train were appalled by my behavior, and I just remember thinking, like, I'm gonna wrap this up soon, I'm gonna get, like, busted buying Coke from some shady dealer and then lose my job, and it wasn't too long after that that I had seven people intervention me around my bed, and it, it wasn't Oof. a joke. I mean, I had been passed out from taking too many pills and they couldn't wake me up, and thankfully, even though I was so hungover, I knew in that moment that I deserved more for my life, that I had more to offer, and that it would be the best thing that I would do for myself. Yeah. And then I had one last crappy drink. <laughs> to, it was a, always um, that one yes, last a raspberry romance. vodka with seven up was my last oh. drink. And my sobriety date, when I checked into rehab, they're like, okay, it's gonna be 090909. Whoa. How cool is that? I didn't plan it, so I can never <laughs> mess that up. I love that date. Did you only have one drink? Your last hurrah? And I took some Adderall just <laughs> on the way, like on the train to on the train to rehab. I was like, let's take some Adderall, yeah. So that was the last the last they hurrah. But there, trust me, I, I really. had I had enough partying for a lifetime. I should I'm so grateful like I never killed anyone I never got a DUI I never overdosed like my high was relatively uh, or, sorry my bottom was relatively high but you can mm. always get on that uh, train and yeah there's always well, like rock a, bottom has a basement yeah, trap, yeah or a trap door yeah yes. totally it's funny you say your bottom was high because I feel like that's a low bottom <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah it's all perspective right like I'm it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah, but my shit's not it, that bad. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. When you're in <laughs> it, well, you're like. They, I mean, they say that the, it's jail's institution and death. I learned that from just a therapist early on when I was questioning, do I have a problem? Mm. And you can always just hop back on. But no, I didn't. A lot of people, you hear their stories and like they have to go to court and they have mm. literally lost their husbands or they've lost their job. They've lost their house. Like they can't pay their bills. They're living, you know, they're living in a yeah. sober living or something. So that's what I mean. Like, as you, like I didn't have that as a problem. But yeah, no, I think I definitely qualified to be a, a candidate in rehab. I, she earned yeah. her stripes. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, so I didn't, I didn't end up in rehab. I had many bottoms, um, similar to your stories, like cocaine fueled nights out and three day benders and stuff like that. Um, I think what got me to stop drinking for two and a half years was, um, it was Christmas, like it was the holidays of 2019 and my parents came over from Portugal and you know we were just having wine and you know at breakfast lunch and dinner which is just what we do together and there was just something inside me that was like I just hate feeling this way like and yes I've had I'm really good at cheating on my boyfriends when I'm drinking you know <laughs> that was kind of my rock bottom so I'm like damn I did it again <laughs> um, but um, nothing specific happened this time this period I just felt like shit the whole time again like zombie pretty much encompasses how I was feeling for uh, my entire drinking career and um, and I remember going on a meditation retreat 
and I saw this woman and I was like, I just thought she was fucking the dog's bollocks. And I was like, I just, there's something about her. I don't know what it is. And we would have these circles where we'd share, you know, our stories. And she started off like, hey, my name's Blah and I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, I fucking knew it. This is my, ch- <laughs> I'm like, this is my, this is my answer. Like, I need to stop drinking. And, um, and then I was like speaking with another gentleman who was in the program and he's like, Faye. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like drink like crazy, you know, la, la, la. and he's like, well, the fact that you like feel like you need to be in a program, like you don't, like, what did he say? You don't slip on a banana and end up in AA. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, um, so what was the question? <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, what was the question? When did you know it was time to change your relationship with alcohol? Yeah, I think it, that was just, I wanted to, I, I've always been overly ambitious and I wanted to achieve crazy things in my life and make, you know, a, change, a positive change in this world. And I knew that by continuing my modus operandi, it was never gonna happen. And that propelled me to go alcohol free for those years. And yeah, and like my life did change. And, and yeah, it's been incredible. I love hearing both of those perspectives because I, and like the rock bottom and all of it, because I think everybody's rock bottom looks really different. For me, my rock bottom was like internal. I knew it, but you wouldn't be able to know. Um, And I think that's equally as common as an intervention, people knowing your struggle or being able to see it. It's almost like it's like one or the other. Either you know and no one else does or everyone else knows and you don't. (laughs) Um, So mine was that I knew it. and I'm sure if I went and interviewed a bunch of people in my life, they, they probably would say, like, yeah, we knew. I mean, my nickname was Tequila Katie. Like, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, but really, my to keep it concise, I woke up after a night of drinking on nerves and uh, had made such a fool out of myself, um, not by anyone else's standard, but by mine. Um, and I knew I wasn't aligned with myself. Like I just knew that it, it had been so long that I had abandoned the best version of myself. And I really felt like I could either keep drinking to escape that disappointment or I could face it and create a life I didn't want to be absent for. And I'm very lucky that that was my choice and that was my journey. And so far it's been linear for me, but I don't know. I think it's back to you. It could turn into therapy. It really could. It could turn into therapy right now. All right. Well, you don't just slip on a banana. And here we are. Um, okay. So how we all, you know, discuss how, like, why and what what happened. But how did you actually change your relationship with alcohol? What did that look like for you, Courtney? You went to rehab. Right, I did <laughs> rehab, then three months of outpatient. I, okay. I did do um, the 12-step program and all of the things that that involves. But for me, it was kind of just like the more time I got, 
the more empowered I became that I was living life on life's terms. And I was, you know, sobriety was becoming like my most cherished thing. And that's why for me, it wasn't a secret. And I wanted to share the news after I had enough time and yeah. felt like, okay, I, I'm enjoying this. I'm probably going to stick with this. But I just had to like get the time and then see how my life was changing and realizing all the positives. In the beginning, I thought I'm never gonna have fun again. Mm -hmm. And then you hear in the rooms that they say your definition of fun yes. just changes. Yeah. And I just learned tools to cope with life. So I journal, I meditate, I listen to self-help books. I have so many on my Audible. Love personal <laughs> I listen to, yes. to TED Talks and Abraham Hicks and any you know motivational things and I just try to become evolved that way and then I you know I just love living life you know I feel like when you when you get sober your level of consciousness raises yes. and it 100%. is a whole new life and and for you know as they say like you act like the age of your first drink so I went around for 15 years acting like a 15 year old and then once I got sober, I matured yeah. and I returned to that like sweet little girl that I was and my family was so happy to have that person back yeah. and I'm just a better version. I'm, I'm the person that I was always meant to be and that's why out that period of life, period of my life, obviously I'm grateful for it, but mm -hmm. you know, it just kind of got in the way of what I was supposed to be doing. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com ASGG. Yeah, for sure. I, it sounds like you really, like... 
when you were listing off these things that you do, like the books and, and the audio and personal development, it sounds like you really love it, like you enjoy it, like your eyes light up, like you gotta kind of find something that really you enjoy. Like this isn't just like a one-stop shop, like, oh, okay, stop drinking, like that's it, yes. next. This is, I'm oh, good yeah. for the rest of my life. I just, I, yeah. I'm, just, I'm still like a thrill seeker and I'm taking yeah. pole dancing classes right yes. now. Yes! Oh. And I'm horrible at it, but I just <laughs> Your like, husband's like, yeah. I like, <laughs> get it. I just love doing weird things and I love learning and, it's all just information to me. So I, I just know I can't go back to that life. Like there's nothing useful in that life. So now I'm gonna experience all of the cultures around the world and learn new languages and do all the things that I would never have time for while I was drinking. Because when I would travel drinking, all I'd wanna do is go to the hot club in the town and then I'd be right. completely hungover the next day and, and miss all of the, the the tourist sites. Yeah. So I just see much but your hotel room and the club. I just thrill seek another way and your definition of fun changes and you know where where a Friday night at a bar would have been the excitement back then. Now it's like going and dancing on the beach with the the headphones with the music playing (laughs) or just going trapezing or just doing something wild. That that's my new type of fun. I need to like spice up seriously my life because yes. that sounds fun you need and to spice enticing. up your sobriety, girl. Yeah, seriously, my sober carotene needs to get some pole dancing in it. That's what I need. Um, and also, like that is a crazy core workout and like arm workout. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, I feel like again, I lo- like really love hearing your story because it is kind of like the more I think it's reigns to like what people think happens when you get sober which is so important to know that you can have those options and that look at you you're just like a hot powerhouse literally power power she's wearing a shirt that says power 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 and I like I I love that because it's so not the way that I think society has ingrained like this is what you look like after rehab or this is what your life is after you do like the more traditionally known methods of recovery so i'm just like maybe your number one fan now um i really like built my sober care routine a lot of it started with you jess because i listened to a sober girl's guide i i did a lot of the similar things that you did courtney which was like pack my time with learning i feel like if sobriety was if your life is a shelf Drinking took was so many things on my shelf that it was so full and then when I got sober There was like nothing on my shelf and I was like, oh my god, it's an empty shelf Which is like I'm never gonna have fun again or what am I gonna do or that needs cleaning and there's a ring there And there's all of these things that you have to address like trauma and uh, um, (laughs) And I I'm fortunate enough that I could do that through therapy and I could access and order books and really utilize resources that so many incredible people have put out there and created. Um, So mine didn't look like the traditional, I don't know, journey. Um, And I think it's, I'm still building it. Like you said, Jess, it's like not one size fits all it's like what when you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day 
I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. I needed in my first year, I don't need as much, but I really need something else that I didn't in my first year, you know? Totally, yeah. Because you're also accessing different levels of yourself. Like Mm. like Courtney said, you get into a different state of consciousness. And I feel like you grow so much more when you are doing the work or when you do have this time to sit with yourself and actually be like, do I like this? Do I actually want to be doing this? Probably not, so let's find something else. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Do I Probably like these people? Not. I don't yeah. know. Okay, <laughs> guess I gotta go get different friends. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's the noticing in sobriety that can feel overwhelming too. Like that yeah. was a really noticing and being present. Like, oh, I actually like have feelings yeah. that are complex yeah. and layered. And layered. it feels like anger, but it's sadness. But it's a different kind of sadness. It's like sadness A, sadness B. <laughs> How do I feel them at the same time? Because um, I, I don't know. I mean, feelings are hard. Like, how do you? I, I still have a hard time, honestly. Like, yeah. I will be three years sober in November, and I still have a hard time feeling my feelings and going through them and um, giving them a title that doesn't then give me a title. Like, I am not. I am not anger. I am feeling it. I am not right like you don't you know. take that on personally right. like it's not a character trait totally I'm right. still figuring it out yeah journaling I cry honestly sometimes I'm I don't a crier. always journal but you know I'll just cry, cry. out feeling anything cry absolutely happy sad cry <laughs> it's better it's one it's better mode, than reaching for a drink honestly yeah, I feel so much better and everyone's just like okay yeah <laughs> is she gonna stop it lasts like two minutes I'm jealous. I cried that in the you Uber. Cry. Like I cried over to your house. Like <laughs> cry. She did. She shut up. She was crying. Yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> she shut up and I was crying. Baby, can yeah. you not cry or why I'm are you jealous of crying? I'm not really a crier. I think I'm like a bit more dissociative. So definitely resonate with like finding it hard to tap into that true feeling. Like what am I feeling? Great. Great. I'm just great. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm peachy. I'm here. Or like, yeah, it's like very monotone, my feelings. I haven't like gotten to the layers, but um, yeah, I, I, I love that you cry. 
I'm really proud of you. Well, I'm going <laughs> to pass that crying torch on to you. It's getting a little ridiculous. So. The so. Ubers in Los Angeles are like, <laughs> don't pick her up. <laughs> don't. Two like, star. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, yeah, you just got to let her rip. It'll calm down. It comes in seasons. I mean, all also, of this it's okay. Comes, yeah. Just wait till you're five through seven. Ugh. That's what. Yeah. When yeah, the feelings hit you. Yeah. Yes. What did you do? That's like, what's happening. I'm approaching seven years. Okay. Wow. And this is just what you have to look forward to. <laughs> Crying. <in> the- <laughs> you're really selling it. Sweet. <laughs> Sobriety. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Cry your life away. Um, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take a vibe gummy and just yeah. ease it out. Mellow out. Mellow out. Yeah, totally. Um, Faye, did you answer? I didn't answer. Oh, okay. um, I tried to avoid it. You no. Did, you did. Um, so my, I basically shut myself inside my house, my apart- shitty apartment in Hollywood, for six months. Um, went to meetings all the time for three months and then I was like okay well I can't hang out with any of my friends because they all want to like drink and party so I found a friend and we would just go and do crazy adventure things together and like I'm like really into climbing mountains right now but it wasn't as intense as that when I start, like when I was early on in, in my sober alcohol-free journey. Um, I would just go on like kind of crazy hikes. But uh, yeah, I think I'm doing a lot of the same things as you. I have Abraham and what's his what? Yeah, he's married as well. Was a woman, oh. Hicks, oh, she okay. goes by like her spirit name. I'm obsessed, oh. like I'm right on it. I watch the channels, the live streams. I'm such like a Esther Abraham Hicks. Anybody else? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got some nods. Everything yes. is always working out for me. Yes. Listen to that 13-minute meditation of hers. I listen to that all the time. Yes. Wait, which one? Everything I is listen always to that working in the out Uber. for me. Jesus. Uh, yeah, seriously. You need to put on a, an Esther Hicks, Abraham Hicks um, YouTube, yeah. and you're going to Write that feel down in your yeah. notes right now. Absolutely. Everything is right You know, I listened to that this morning <laughs> oh, you did? with someone on Insight Timer, but it I was love that. Insight Timer. Yeah. Insight Timer. But it kind of annoyed me. I was like, okay, uh-huh. should, are they going to say anything else? <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote How it, is it working on my out board oh, nice. as, as my affirmation. So oh, good. it does work eventually. That positive thinking really does work. Totally. It's totally. crazy. Yeah, well, if you think about it, we've been like, basically hypnotizing ourselves into like all this negative shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you go on social media, there's a lot of negative stuff, comparison, this, Working that, the in other. the news, uh, it's uh, all negative. Yeah. It's like ingrained. Right, so like getting all this like positivity and changing those thoughts in your head are so, so mandatory. Like sobriety or not sobriety, mm-hmm. you know? Like just as a human being in 2023, we gotta hypnotize ourselves in some good shit. Yeah. Like, let's just hypnotize the good stuff from here on out. With it also brings Abraham you back Hicks. into gratitude, though. I mean, I yeah. will say that's been the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's many blessings of working in the news, but I, when I drop my kids off at school, 
of course I'm like oh please don't let there be a school shooting today but then it always brings me back to like okay if this is my last moment with my kids like I have all these memories because I'm always like imprinting them because you could be driving through an intersection and just get sideswiped I think about that when I drive through intersections and try to look because I've covered all these freak things and while most of what you see on the news I feel like is like 99% shady and like there's always like another story going on or it's drug and alcohol related, most of that stuff. You know, the freak things are the most horrible to cover all of the mass shootings and everything. And that takes an emotional toll. So there were times covering, I've covered so many school shootings at this point. And like when I have to report on the, all the dead kids, like I joke that my beat is dead kids. I mean, that's horrible and it's horrible as a mom, but I've covered so many dead children and had to interview their parents and, that's why I just appreciate every moment that I have with with my children now and I'm so grateful that like I have arms and legs because I've covered people that are that have lost their limbs or I'm glad that I don't have 98% of my skin burned off because I've talked with people in that situation I've seen the worst of the worst and then I've also seen the best of the best so that is that's Mm. a blessing in working in the news but really like just practicing gratitude in my journaling i'm always like thank you so much because i learned early on in in a medit a meditation studio that's where i learned to meditate at unplug meditation and the teachers would give us like this spiritual real talk and they were like the universe is not going to give you anything more if you can't already handle what you have and aren't grateful for what you have and the more you practice gratitude the more good things are going to come your way and that's I, I practice that and it, and it just does and, and when you're having a crappy day I have those days where I'm like alright I'm just yeah. going to eat pizza and I'm just going to watch TV all day and I'm just going to like write this day off and it's just going to suck but then tomorrow like I am journaling and I will literally be like I'm going to get up and clean the room right now I am going to like go take a power walk like I have to like force myself to do that and through journaling and just I don't even remember what the question was, but that's that's I a useful know that's if a I useful tip. A question, but I love it. Keep going. I, I think we were just talking about positive, negative mindsets and how we hypnotize ourselves into either or. Really? Yeah. yeah. I like the pizza. I like, cause I well, like, uh, let me finish that thought. I like, like that you allow yourself to have this space to like maybe eat some pizza and maybe veg out, and then you plan for a time because you know you'll make it through that you can be more productive. Cause yeah. that's for me in sobriety has been so necessary for me to be able to give myself the like grace to have a bad day, to have a down and out moment, to have like a. I cannot find the energy to like do anything right now. I'm going to put on Real Housewives, you know, like anything to just zone out in a different way, I think is important because my girlfriend Sarah and I talk all the time and I'm curious with you and you too, Jess. Um, (laughs) Like for me in sobriety, I felt like I had wasted so many days literally being wasted that now that I have days Mm -hmm. where I feel good and I wake up, there's this underlying pressure to be productive through them. Ugh. But that can also, it does just burn me out. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to navigate that, like being grateful for my life, but not trying to like milk it too hard if it's not needed. Do, I mean, especially you, Faye, you have a freaking huge product and a brand and a business that you're building. Like, 
constantly are you running the uh, running on empty yeah, yes yeah yeah like, like Cro- what do chronically burnt out um it's called burnout yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> it's funny because i think like my baseline right now is burnt out and it i'm not as creative like you just shared an amazing idea mm. with for, for bombas and i'm like wow do you just come up with this stuff <laughs> like <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's crazy. I do. Um, <laughs> Email me if you want to hire me. But <laughs> yeah, seriously, what's your email? <laughs> yeah. Come up to me after. After the show. <laughs> um, I think really simple things for me do allow me to kind of tackle the day. I know that like sleep is a non-negotiable for me. Like I have to be in bed by like 9.45 because 10 to 6 is is my, you know, it's like where I get recharged and I know some people operate later and I'm a morning person. So I just, I'm the most creative in the mornings. I like to work out. And if I get those things, like if I do the meditation and the journaling and the, and working out, like it's going to be a decent day. <laughs> it may not be the best day, but I'll be able to manage everything that comes my way. And sometimes you know, it, it's, you know, obviously like being an entrepreneur is just creative problem solving, right? And sometimes it just feels like you're putting out fucking fires every day and people are like, oh, oh can I have more money? And like, can you do this? And it's just like, dude, can you leave me alone? <laughs> like, no, I can't deal with this request right, right now. And I've also learned that like, not every, I don't need to respond to stuff immediately and actually my response is so much better if I wait 24 hours you know because I'm emotionally charged and so it's really giving myself permission to just do what I think feels right you know and not doing things like because it because there's no time like I have to respond to this right now and I think that maybe comes with a bit of time like Bomba's being in a place that's like okay it's now two and a half years old so I've been through the ringer a bit mm-hmm. and I have like some perspective um but yeah it sounds like boundaries yeah boundaries non-negotiables and, that are healthy for you okay I'm, yeah. making, I'm making a note <laughs> <laughs> a little space is always good yeah. just a little bit of space sleep yeah. totally Sleep is definitely my number one. Um, okay, last question for you ladies. What gifts have you received from being booze free? We're all like, what Wait haven't we received? I feel like yeah. so much. I mean, you have Court, take it away. so much time. It's- well, for starters, my two children, Cash and Cameron, they're 11 and 12, and they've never seen their mom under the influence. Oh. And I didn't even want kids before. I mean, obviously I was so selfish in addiction anyways. Um, But then once I got sober, it was a way more conducive lifestyle to have children. (laughs) And I realized I enjoyed it and they're great kids. And so they're a blessing. Um, My husband, for those listening, (laughs) uh, he's sitting in the back of the room because we're going somewhere after, so he had to come come with me. Um, I met him in the the program, and he has almost 22 years of sobriety. So we have 
a sober household. We have lots of sober friends. We have a lot of not sober friends. But I, I just feel like you know we uh, we meditate together. I'll force him to journal with me. Sometimes we're listening to like we'll go like to drive out to Palm Springs and listen to Brene Brown. Like we're both evolved people who are continuing to try to evolve and so I, I love my life I'm so blessed mm -hmm. and I always say getting sober was the best decision I could make and I mean if you're if you're interested first you should listen to the podcast Jess and I did yes I actually Definitely. listened to it this morning it's like a couple like, years this is a really ago. good episode yeah it was three and a half years ago holy smokes um, and you can hit me up on Instagram for any questions too, because obviously I, I was so thankful that you asked me to speak. It's a service and I love sharing the word of sobriety. I'm happy to help anyone who has any more questions. I'm like jaw dropped that you guys are living the life that like I'm, I'm trying to build essentially with my partner, Sarah, which is like a completely alcohol free relationship, household that's so freaking cool. Uh, and like it is, I, no shade to my parents at all, but like I would have loved to have the opportunity to be raised in a house that wasn't like revolving around alcohol. So that's just so cool. I just have to, that is just so freaking cool. Um, uh, the gift that I've gotten is community for sure. I've gotten to meet so many people. I know that like when people stop drinking, there's a big fear that you have to lose a lot of relationships and friendships, but through sobriety, I actually like probably have all of the most honest connections I've ever had in my life. Um, gosh, what else have I gotten? <laughs> what else did sobriety bring me? Everything, clarity, motivation. Um, I think most importantly, it was what I was questioning myself when I was deciding to get sober it was like, I now feel like I am aligned. I feel that I am every day, even if it's a pizza on the couch day, I'm still living up to the potential that I know I can be. And that's like the best gift uh, that I will never ever find at the bottom of a bottle. So unless it's an alcohol-free bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Hells yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, community is definitely a big one for me probably the biggest so when I was in my darkness of my dark drinking days uh, I would find myself you know like hanging around with people who are really bottom of the barrel and I actually got a tattoo on my arm that's it's like a Sanskrit word it's satsanga and it basically means a coming together of minds in search of truth and this was like pre me going alcohol free and now sober curious but it's just like hang out with the people that make you feel like the best version of yourself and I think mm -hmm. that happened when I became alcohol free and um, it yeah it uh, also time <laughs> I got a shit ton of time back um, I didn't realize how much time I spent drinking until I stopped um, so yeah and then obviously like built bombas I was like oh my god what am I gonna do with all this time <laughs> like shit I can build a company and as the world shut down and everyone slowed down like I kind of sped up and I was like this is a really cool opportunity let me go against the grain and and create 
something that is gonna allow people to feel good, <laughs> ultimately. And yeah, that's, that's what it's about. Amazing. Well, thank you ladies so much for sharing your experience, your knowledge, and being here with us. Before we dismiss and we get to mix and mingle and enjoy yourself, please head over to the back of the room. At the bar, we have Wild AF Sparkling Wine. They have a rosé and white in the cans. And then also grab a glass of Hand on Heart Wine. They have a Sauve Blanc and a Cab Sav. Also, if you would like to get either of each of them, scan the QR codes to find the product near you. Also head over to the Dry Kit Lounge and check out the non-alcoholic options and non-alcoholic boxes. Um, let's talk about what is in the gift bags. This is an epic gift bag. Uh, first of all, kicking it off with Soberlink. If you don't know what Soberlink is, Soberlink is a remote alcohol monitoring system with facial recognition. It helps you build trust with the people in your life that matter the most. Soberlink has a water bottle in the gift bag. And then also Exact Nature CBD. They are made by people in recovery and sobriety. And there is an amazing muscle relaxer cream in there for you. Um, also, Parch is an adaptogen, non-alcoholic, spicy piñarita. We have Wild AF, sparkling canned, non-alcoholic wine with low, low sugar. And Bond Buzz is an adaptogenic, canned, non-alcoholic drink. And also, Sun Life Organics has their Apex Green Powder in there. And of course, let's not forget the beautiful, bright yellow see-through jelly tote bag from vibe gummies holding all these goodies together lots of fun goodies in the gift bags and we would like to thank all of the sponsors who made these gift bags possible thank you so much everyone for coming and let's have a good time let's go we could have kept going for hours this was such a fun conversation with the four of us. We had such a good time. We had an even better time mixing, mingling, taking pictures, selfies, checking out the non-alcoholic drinks, and sharing our sober girl stories. If you would like to join us at our next event, please make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We got your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. From our Sober Girl Social Club to worksheets, exercises, to group coaching, we got your back, girl. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.